It's definitely a special edition of the of the Down and Nerdy podcast this week because we have this guy, the name you'll definitely recognize, Paul Blackthorne. How you doing? Good day to you, sir, and to anybody listening. Now, first question, simple. What's it like to put the badge back on again so soon? <laughs> it was quite amusing, really. I mean, we shot the pilot um, at the same time that I was shooting Arrow last, last year, so I was sort of swapping badges from Starling City to Seattle PD sort of on a daily basis last March, April. And then, of course, over this winter, keeping on the Seattle badge. So um, it's been great. I feel very fortunate. And, um, yeah, it's been great to go from, uh, from one amazing world to another amazing world, really. Well, the irony kind of continues, Paul, because in the comic books, you know, Green Arrow is actually based in Seattle, too. So how about that? Nobody ever told me that. Yeah, wow. how, yeah really? how about that? Yeah. So you're telling me that Tom Hackett on the in-between has got to keep an eye out for uh, the Green Hood from Arrow. Is that what I've got to do? Hey, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger well, things have happened to see. Well, speaking of the two shows, obviously the in-between, very different from Arrow in a lot of ways. So what was it that drew you to this series? You know what? I just like a good script. To me, I, I, I don't really sort of look too much into genre. Uh, I, I've done a lot of different genres. I've done Hollywood, Bollywood, sci-fi, supernatural, comic book. Well, you know, I, I, I just look for a good script and a good character. And um, when I saw this script, I saw a great script and a fantastic character. So, uh, you know, the fact that he's a detective or anything like that is is, is fine but you could just tell the intricacies of character are going to be interesting and of course within the story so it's all about the story definitely now you've seen plenty of heroes and vigilantes over the years so i have to ask what kind of a hero is cassie bishop a reluctant one she just wants a peaceful life quiet life normal life but of course with this uh gift slash curse that's being bestowed upon her she can't really help uh, be carried by it, uh, especially in the world that her uh, her adopted father, my character Tom Hackett, um, is involved with. So um, she's, uh, you know, so ultimately she she's kind of the best kind of hero, really, because she's not really doing it for any any personal uh, gain. If anything, she'd like to go off and just have a nice, quiet life. But she goes through the pain that she does in order to uh, in order to make the world a better place. So um, she's kind of like the ultimate hero, really. I want to talk about that part about her being your daughter for a second there because you say something in this this upcoming episode in episode two that really stood out to me and that's also really it's not really a spoiler but it's something you say in the episode and i'm paraphrasing here something along the lines of you don't have to be related to be someone's father i think that's a very important message and is that something we're going to see more and more as the season progresses because i feel like that's a big part of the show it is a big part of the show you know myself and my husband brian we are adoptive parents of of Cassie Bishop, Brian, my husband, he he knew her mother well. Um, they had a long history, and of course, therefore knew the uh, her daughter Cassie. Tragedy um, occurred, and uh, Cassie lost her mother. And of course, in, in her um, teen, tween sort of uh, years, she she came to live with us. And you know what? I think if there's love in a house, no matter who's occupying it, um, it's a good place. Of course, you can be father to someone that's not your own flesh and blood. If, if, you're, if you're giving that person love, shelter, yeah, you can be a father to them, um, no, no matter what's going on. So I think, I think it's a really interesting family dynamic, you know, that uh, taking on the, the showing that in that adoptive world, you know, you, you can love somebody just as much as you can love your own flesh and blood. Um, 
And uh, of course, I, I love the idea that it's uh, a same sex couple as well. You know, in the world that we live in today, that's completely normal and should be completely acceptable. <clears throat> and I love the chance that we get to portray that in a very quiet, unassuming kind of way. Absolutely. We're talking to Paul Blackthorne, who, of course, plays Detective Tom Hackett on NBC's The In-Between, which you can watch every Wednesday night at 10 o'clock Eastern. Now, Paul, another thing we get to see a lot of in Episode 2 is the investigative team that Tom is working with at the Seattle PD. And everybody kind of seems to play such an important role on that team. So talk a little bit about that dynamic. Yeah, well, um, as we saw in the first episode last week... um Tom's got a new partner who he reluctantly takes on. He's just kind of his own man, really. He can quite happily work in a in a quiet, contemplative, meditative sort of manner, uh, Tom Hackett. So for him to sort of have to take somebody uh, on board and show them the ropes locally and all the rest of it, yeah, it's a bit of a pain, really. But he recognizes the uh, the hierarchy, the structure. So he goes with him. And, of course, he knows that in his world, he has Cassie. And obviously, that's a little bit um, a little bit unusual, shall we say, for uh, a police detective to willingly take on that kind of information. So, and he understands the skepticism and cynicism that goes with that. So, of course, when of all people, the uh, the young lady accompanying Cassie in her house, uh, uh, when she insists that Tom's new partner comes along to see them, then that's uh, a little bit of a conflict for Tom. But of course, the proof is in the pudding, and Damien Asante, that character played by Justin Cornwell, he uh, he soon becomes he he's, he realizes there's results in in this uh, ultimately, so he reluctantly climbs on board himself, always keeping a little bit of a distance. But it's interesting how his relationship and Cassie's relationship develops through that initial skepticism. Really, um, that's in the uh, upcoming episodes. So there's that dynamic, and then there's, of course, um, Lieutenant Swanstrom, played by Amory Johnson, who's absolutely fantastic. Love working with her. She's hilarious. And that dynamic of, you know, she's, she's the sort of the matriarch of the, uh, of the police department there. So uh, no matter how uh, senior and experienced Tom Hackett is, he's always got uh, um, Amory Johnson's character to answer to, Lieutenant Swanstrom. And then, of course, there's the able folks around him, the, uh, the other detectives, played by Cindy Luna, and Andrea Joseph and uh, and you know there's a, there's a lovely dynamic. I mean, these people work together. I mean, you, I'm sure you know what it's like. You probably work with people yourself every day um, who you're not necessarily who you didn't necessarily choose to be spending you know most of your life with. So I always find it interesting the, the dynamic that exists within people that are thrown together sort of unwittingly, and also in such an important crucial world. So you know, getting on, being professional, unaffected by personal bias. You know, it's it's interesting playing out that dynamic within the police department. It's not just like you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's nice to sort of be aware of uh, of those relationships within within all that. I want to go back to the aspect of family on the show for a bit because it seems like there is a really strong bond there. But at the same time, it seems like there's also friction between Tom and Brian when it comes to Cassie at times. So how much will we see that continue to play out throughout the season as well? Well, you know, that's a big thing because we know we've grown up with Cassie and we know what it is that she goes through and the stress of that, you know, and as I said, is it a gift? Is it a curse? You know, it's kind of both. And, um, but as you saw probably from uh, the first season and in uh, the first episode and in upcoming episodes, you know, it's, she, she lives, it's like a, a dream on steroids, basically, you know, she, it, when, when, when the vision is happening to her, it's as if she is living the, basically death or uh, attack of, of, of the person that's sort of getting through to her in the in-between. 
So that's, you know what it's like when you're dreaming, you, you're having a nightmare or something, you know, you feel it. And it's only that moment of waking up when you go, oh, 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 oh God, that wasn't, that wasn't real. Well, that's what happens for her, her visions. But it's some pretty hardcore stuff that she's experiencing. So we know it's dreadful for her to have that. So neither of us want to push that. But as I said to uh, Brian in the episode last week, you know, if she's got information that can help us, um, we can't not use it. You know what I mean? So um, we don't want to encourage her to go there. But at the same time, if it's happening, well, then, you know, we've got to uh, we've got to use it. And of course, there are times in future episodes where she could be used as a resource, but Tom and Brian would be extremely conflicted as about as to whether they really should use her as a resource. So we get that sort of conflict going on throughout. And also the fact that that's in a, in a, in a family setup within a family relationship is interesting too, because you know, you know what the dynamics are like in families. There's always a lot going on. And when you've got such important stakes as death and murder and, and, and finding killers and all this heavy, heavy stuff going on, you know, uh, you're dealing with that within a family setup. So it's nice. They really interweave the, the dynamics of not just um, the supernatural and the real, but the family and the professional. So there's these sort of four areas that are sort of being messed around with, you know. So uh, it's a well-written show. Moira Curlin just did a, a fantastic job. She really did. And you can see for yourself every Wednesday on NBC at 10 o'clock Eastern. Check your local listings and other time zones, of course, and see what Detective Paul Hackett, excuse me, Detective Tom Hackett, has got going on. It's Paul Blackthorne. Thank you so much for joining me this week. You are more than welcome. Thanks for the chat and enjoy the show.